Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 31. Welcome to episode 31 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Now, in our last episode, episode 30, we talked to Jen Ruiz, a lawyer turned travel blogger and Amazon bestselling author, about some of the destinations in Puerto Rico that you may not have heard about if you just took a cruise there or if you just ventured in San Juan. Jen gives us an insider's view of how we can access destinations in Puerto Rico that most tourists really um, miss out on um, and don't know about. So if you didn't catch episode 30, go back and listen to that now. That is part one of today's conversation. Um, but in this episode, we're going to get more into the conversation about language learning. So Jen grew up in the U.S., but she also was born in Puerto Rico. So she talks a little bit about her experience being exposed to both Spanish and English and working on proficiency in both languages. Uh, she also talks a little bit about what makes Puerto Rican Spanish unique, right? So there are some features of Puerto Rican Spanish that aren't really recognizable in other places in the Spanish speaking world, as well as some very specific vocabulary that you won't hear outside of Puerto Rico. So we talk a little bit about Puerto Rican Spanish and go into some uh, some slang, some vocabulary, just some words that uh, you only hear on the island. So I hope you enjoy part two of this conversation. So here we are with Jen Ruiz. Okay, now I want to ask you about Puerto Rican Spanish. So 
I always kind of joke around with my friends that are from Puerto Rico about the tendency to speak Spanglish, right? Like even within like one sentence, like <laughs> they'll go in and out of like Spanish and English. And I think more in the capital, um, because it's much more tourist focused, that people tend to speak more English. But as you travel outside of that, you'll find people that, at least in my experience, don't know English, but they're not really comfortable with speaking it because they may learn it in school, but they've never really had to use English conversationally. So like as you kind of go outside of, of San Juan, you'll have to be a little bit, I think, more aware of uh, the language. But there are some uniquely Puerto Rican words that you won't hear anywhere else. So can you share with us just a few of those words and expressions that are uniquely Boricua? Sure. Well, I think bizcocho is something that's just ours. That's something we use to describe cake. Um, I think most other people say tortas or any other kind of thing. So we say bizcocho. And I think in some other dialects, it actually means, you know, female genitalia. So that's not great, but we use that word. Um, chavo. Um, so like chavo, we use that to mean money. So no tengo chavo. Um, so and I don't even know what other people would use that for, but I know that that's not common. Most people say dinero or, or something of the sort. Um, Plata. Plata, yes, that's what my friends was were mentioning. They live in Puerto Rico now, and they've been having some difficulties adjusting to some of the dialects. Pantallas, that's what we call earrings. I think a lot of other people call them aretes. Okay, so we, we say pantallas. So there's a lot of like little things, and and you wouldn't. I don't know if it's because of the connection with English, because so many people are taught English um, in school, it's mandatory to learn it. So there is that kind of integration and the swapping between the two languages. And maybe that's what causes new words. But for the most part, I, I think it's just, we, I don't know why they try to be different. I think maybe it could be also the mumbling. A lot of people joke and say that we don't pronounce our L's or we pronounce our R's like L's, you know, like Puerto Rico or whatever. It's crazy. I can say my R's, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, they like to just kind of point those things out. So, um, revolu, like uh, that's, that would mean like a big mess. Like, you see, revolu. Like, we just make up our things. Oh, baby wipe. That's the other thing. So, daba waste. Uh, we, we use that to mean baby wipes. So, like we dab it away dab always um <laughs> i don't know why but i know i've always had a pack of dab always in the bathroom because that's like essential <laughs> stuff so and, and i think that that's maybe just the mix of having that like i said that familiarity between english and spanish and that blend and i do think it's very comfortable for me actually the only other place i found that was like that that really interchanged between Spanglish so much and why I ended up spending so many years there was South Florida because they have so many just different Hispanic cultures there that they all kind of speak in between Spanish and English and, and integrate between the two and easily and swap. So it's nice for me to see that and it's actually pretty comforting for me to be able to speak in a Spanglish sentence. So it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just something that depending on where you're from, like some people who, you know, maybe from different parts of like South America or even different islands where it's not as integrated, especially like Cuba, where they don't have, I mean, there's obviously people with families back in the U.S., but it's not as integrated with U.S. culture as other places. So, yeah, I think some people do, even native Spanish speakers, when they go to Puerto Rico, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so like, I know a couple words I came across. So one that was really funny for me is actually my favorite fruit. And I always tell people about this. So, like, the first time I had parcha was in Puerto Rico. Oh, so yes. 
I was like, oh, this is great. So it's passion fruit in English, right? So, because um, we don't really have that fruit in my region, because uh, I'm, I'm sort of up north, so it's a little bit cold up here for it to grow passion fruit, I guess. So that was the first time I ever had it, and I was like so excited about it. And uh, the next time I traveled, I went to Dominican Republic, and I was like, oh, I want a, una batida de parcha. And the guy looked at me like, parcha? And I was like, yeah, like, and there's a carton with like the picture of the passion fruit on there. So I knew like that was what I was talking about. And he looked at me like with this rude look and he was like, Chinola. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's what they call it in DR, right? So like, but as I found out, as I traveled more, apparently Puerto Rico was the only place where they used the word parcha. And they, I think it's maracuja most other places. Ah, and yes. In Venezuela, I've heard parchita, but that was like the first time I've heard like anything close to that. And um, another funny one, another fruit one, right? So for oranges, right? Naranja, most other places. In Puerto Rico, it's China, right? Mm-hmm. You'd always wonder, like, what is the reason for that? <laughs> My friends, so the friends I just mentioned, uh, so they're wonderful. They are from Spanish and Go, um, and they are Jim and Mai, and they're from, well, he's from the U.S., she's from Mexico. Together, they speak Spanish, and they live in Puerto Rico now. But they're just, they're actually went to an orange festival and asked that question and made a video and the guy said it's because the boxes when they came in the oranges they came from china so they were labeled china so people didn't know and they just opened the box of what they assumed were chinas and that's how it got its name yeah i've heard that story before too i've heard that one before too and i thought that that was interesting but i know there's always like a debate or dispute about you know the origins of things like that so i was just kind of curious yeah i've heard that one about the the boxing china which is a very very puerto rican thing i think absolutely <laughs> okay so hopefully folks got some tips on places to go um in puerto rico and a little bit about some of the words you might hear while you're there You know, one thing I always tell people, too, like you mentioned about San Juan, I'm glad you said that because they are used to getting tourists to that area. And if you want to practice your Spanish, you really do need to leave San Juan. Unfortunately, that's been my experience just because when people see you, depending on how you look or just because you're in that area, they may assume that you're a tourist. Um, and they just will start talking to you in English because people that, that work in the tourist region are usually proficient in English more so than people that um, live in other parts of the islands. So I would definitely say, you know, go, uh, you know, to Piñones, go to Luquito, go somewhere else uh, if you really are just looking for exposure to Spanish because you may not find that in San Juan, um, especially depending on how quote unquote American you look, however people determine that, right? <laughs> So. I, I agree. And that's something I've even experienced. And I because I look very American. And so most people will initially talk to me in English. Um, I actually try to switch to Spanish because it's I think it makes people feel more comfortable. Or at least I like to always make an effort when I'm somewhere to speak the local language and that no exception, you know, for home as well. And I think just for me as as a second generation, so to speak, because I was born on the island, but I was raised here in the U.S., but I had most of my formal schooling here, and my mom would be so proud that I managed to come out without an accent, you know, <laughs> because that's that was the goal, um, but it is for them when they see me, they assume that I'm American, and, and they talk to me at initially in English, um, or that I'm, you know, Anglo, so I, and it's difficult because I, my Spanish isn't perfect, so subconscious, because I think that's what happens when you grow up in the States, and you want to speak Spanish, but you get a little bit nervous about your Spanish and I think that's why it's so good to be able to go and practice and I that's why I try to switch over it and speak as much Spanish as I can while I'm in Puerto Rico um, para acostumbrarme you know to get used to it and and yeah and, and hope that I don't make major mistakes that are really embarrassing and are just the wrong word <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's interesting you mentioned that because I think that 
um, assumptions that people make in language learning are really interesting, right? Like, so I have friends that, you know, I guess everyone kind of has a certain look to them, right? And um, actually, I met someone who was from uh, Northern Africa, from Morocco, and she's very sort of fair skinned because uh, there is a, a there's a population in that area that is that looks pretty much like light-skinned African-Americans, right? Like that's kind of how they, they look. But a lot of people, when you kind of move over here, they'll think that you're just Puerto Rican, right? Like you just have like, a, oh, you look Puerto Rican, right? Whatever that means. Because um, Puerto Ricans come in on all different shades and colors. But um, there's sort of like this J-Lo, I guess, stereotype. So she would say people would come up to her and just start speaking Spanish, assuming she was a Puerto Rico and she's from Morocco. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile, like I, I could go to Puerto Rico and I'll start, you know, trying to switch to Spanish and people are looking at me like, okay, obviously you're gringo. Like I'm going to talk to you in English. So it's very, it's really interesting, especially you sort of like having that as your heritage and that's where you're from. And then people still judging you based on a look or how you sound or how you come across, I think is really interesting. And it can, it can be frustrating for some people. I know some people get really angry about that, especially if they're trying to make an effort. But I always tell people not to take it personally, right? Like you said, you're trying to make it easier for them, but they're also trying to make it easier for you, especially if they can tell Spanish isn't your first language. Uh, sometimes, especially if they're in um, the hospitality industry, they're trained to make the guest feel comfortable or the, you know, the customer feel comfortable. So if you switch to Spanish and they can tell that you're not a native speaker, they may still speak to you in English, um, which is why I say just, you know, get out of that altogether and just like go like meet some normal people <laughs> and just try to have a conversation. They will appreciate your effort. So I just want to point that out because it's interesting that you experienced that as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you never know who does. And I think a lot of people would, like my mom would have, like I said, this was her goal to make it so that people would assume that I was American because she has experienced so much discrimination with her name and her accent um, just being, you know, something different than what people were used to. And so I, it's something that you wouldn't expect. Even the people where you would think that the way that I am is a gift, like it's still a little bit hurtful at times to be able to go and to feel like other in a lot of places. Right. Um, and, and I think that's just a, a problem that a lot of second generation people face where they're kind of having two different heritage heritages. Um, and I definitely feel as much of an American as I do of Puerto Rican. You know, I listen to reggaeton music every day as I, you know, drive on my way to a 4th of July picnic or something. So I really <laughs> like I, I, I love both and I embrace both. And I, I feel lucky to be able to have that exposure to different cultures. I feel so lucky to have been born with a knowledge of a second language essentially because I was you know raised in that area so it sticks with you my brother even he was two when we left and he still remembers a lot of what he learned so I was there till I was six and it was essentially my first language before I switched over and did all my formal schooling in English so I remember a lot of Spanish and I can understand it and I didn't have to work for it at any point in time whereas the people who learn Spanish I have so much appreciation for that because it's not easy to learn another language and it's not easy to immerse yourself somewhere else and it takes a lot of bravery to put yourself out there and to you know really submerge yourself somewhere else so I applaud that and I'm so glad that you're enabling people to do that thank you for sharing your insights about Puerto Rico and about language learning so now I'm going to switch gears and we're going to move on to our quick fire round um, where I ask you five questions in Espanol so and these are just questions for you to answer off the top of your head so lista un poquito nerviosa pero sí está bien y pregunta número uno, ¿cuál es tu canción favorita en español? 
cualquier canción de Daddy Yankee o Wisin y Yandel, me encanta reggaetón. Ah, sí. <ríe> es muy burrico, ¿no? Sí. <ríe> Pregunta número dos. ¿Cuál es tu palabra favorita en español? Eh, ¿Puede ser una palabra que no existe en inglés o solo una palabra que te gusta? A lo mejor mañana, porque es también como lo, nosotros pensamos, como que los problemas pueden esperar hasta mañana. Me gusta mañana. <ríe> y número tres, ¿cuál fue la última cosa que leíste, miraste o escuchaste en español? cosa, eh, bueno, la música en, en mi estación de Pandora que tengo todas las estaciones de los artistas que ya dije sus nombres pero también una película en Netflix que estaba muy buena, no me acuerdo del nombre pero era de un hombre que tenía una madre que descubrió y se perdió su memoria, pero era muy chistoso, no me acuerdo, pero una película mm. en Netflix, en español Netflix tiene buenas películas en español tienes que buscarla, pero no me acuerdo pero este es ese hombre, de, y es comedy, eh, comedia Ah, sí, ok. No, no, no sé si he visto eso antes, pero, pero bueno, ok. Te lo busco voy y lo voy a poner en la del show, sí. sí. <risa> y eh, eh, número cuatro, saca tu teléfono y traduce el último texto que recibiste al español. Oh, tengo aquí, te veo la próxima vez. Eso era de alguien que nosotros conocimos en, en Orocovis eh, cuando estaban haciendo el zip line. Eh, mi amigo Juan de Puerto Rico Nuevo eh, te, te veo la próxima vez sería I'll see you the next time ok, bueno y eh, la última pregunta bueno, yo no sé si eso es una buena pregunta para ti porque tienes otra carrera ahora, pero <ríe> si no tuvieras que trabajar, ¿qué harías con tu tiempo extra? Bueno, todavía trabajo mucho, en vez, ahora trabajo más que lo que trabajaba cuando era abogada, por lo menos en ese momento podía pagar después de las 5 de la tarde, ahora estoy trabajando hasta la 1 de la noche, todavía quedándome despierta por todos los pensamientos de lo que tengo que hacer, pero eh, con más tiempo eh, me gustaría, me gusta leer mucho y me gustaría leer unos libros hace años que no ha leído libros eh, Solo para mí, nada que tengo que aprender, nada del libro, tú sabes, alguna fantasía, algo así, que a la persona le gusta mucho, como los Game of Thrones o cosas así. Uh, me gustaría coger un libro y solo coger como Harry Potter, que yo siempre me gustaba mucho y por años estaba siempre eh, saliendo a las diferentes fiestas que tenían cuando saliera un, un libro nuevo. Eh, y eso lo extraño, o sea, eh, porque yo puedo leer por horas y quedarme, en, me voy como para el mundo del libro. Y, y es una es, es eh, algo que extraño mucho wow, interesante porque para mí yo no puedo leer mucho yo tengo que escuchar audiolibros porque yo no puedo leer porque me ponen a dormir todo el tiempo <risa> <risa> no puedo con horas no, pero sí los dos son buenos los dos son buenos, tener algún tipo de historia que te transporta a un sitio diferente eso es lo importante ah, sí, sí Ok, entonces, uh, gracias por participar. Uh, thank you, Jen, for participating in the Quickfire Round. So now as we wrap up, can you let everyone know how they can get in touch with you on social media, if they want to follow you and get more information about um, your books uh, on Amazon and all of that? Sure. So you can find me, my website is jenonajetplane.com uh, and you can find me at that same handle at jenonajetplane on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram and I always love to connect. My books are on Amazon under Jen Ruiz. 
Okay, perfect. So thank you for taking the time to join us on the Learn Spanish Consulta podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really um, happy that we were able to get together. So there you have it, some Puerto Rican Spanish words, as well as some encouragement. I hope that what you heard from Jen, uh, if you've had the experience like she talked about of people just sort of assuming that you speak English based on how you look, even though you speak to them in Spanish. Um, I hope uh, hearing that from Jen, who was actually born in Puerto Rico, um, helps you become a little less self-conscious about that if you have a similar experience. Um, I know people have mentioned that to me before, that they get offended if someone speaks to them in English. And I hope um, hearing her perspective and her story will really let you understand that, you know, that's just a part of language learning and uh, just to start speaking Spanish and see how people respond. Uh, I think that you'll find that um, the more that you do that, you will be more successful and also the better your Spanish will get with more practice, okay? So also, if you are interested in learning more Puerto Rican Spanish, I know we mentioned a few words in this episode, but there are so many, many more words. There are actually over 100 uh, words that I, we have documented so far um, and probably many, many more than that. Uh, of Spanish that is just spoken in Puerto Rico. So if you're interested in learning more Puerto Rican Spanish, I'm going to offer you a free trial of our Puerto Rican Spanish course. Now, this breaks down Puerto Rican Spanish with dialogues with native speakers. We have flashcards with audio that go over some vocabulary, um, as well as a phrase book that covers over 100 uniquely Puerto Rican Spanish words. So that's all included in the Puerto Rican Spanish course. So if you're interested in that, go to Puerto Rican Spanish 101.com forward slash trial. That's Puerto Rican Spanish 101.com forward slash trial T R I A L. And you will be able to sign up right away for a free trial. No credit card required. Um, you just have to create an account and you'll get access to um, a f the first few lessons of the course um, just so you can preview it to see if you're interested um, in getting the full course. But we really worked uh, hard with some native Spanish speakers from Puerto Rico on this project. So um, what you'll find there is uh, uniquely from Puerto Ricans. Um, and again, we go through all the vocabulary and we give it to you in context. So it's not just a list of words, right? There's uh, dialogues, there's conversations, there's full transcripts, there's translations to English, there's vocabulary lists um, and quizzes. And there's also uh, context provided for all of the vocabulary that's in the Puerto Rican Spanish 101 uh, dictionary, if you will. So um, if you plan to visit Puerto Rico or if you have a lot of friends or live in a community where there's a lot of uh, Puerto Ricans, this is an invaluable resource because just learning Spanish without any context and without knowing who you're talking to and where they're from uh, can really give you a, a limited view of the language and really uh, cause you to not understand what people are saying, even though you're learning Spanish. So again, if you're interested, check that out at Puerto Rican Spanish 101 forward slash trial, and we'll get you uh, full access to uh, some of the lessons in our Puerto Rican Spanish 101 course. That is it for me. Um, and if you haven't already put Puerto Rico on your travel bucket list, I suggest that um, you add this beautiful island to the list of places that you'd like to visit, especially if you're from the U.S. You don't need a passport to go there, as Jen mentioned. Um, it's definitely a place that um, it's a really it's a really beautiful 
uh, place, one of my favorite places to, to visit and travel to, actually. So again, um, PuertoRicanSpanish101.com slash trial. And I will see you in the next episode. Uh, as always, I hope something that you heard today will take you one step closer from beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. <laughs>